what is going on, baby? Nate Kennedy, the new money podcast, episode 14, student loans, how to crush them, part one. How y'all doing, man? Appreciate everybody tuning in. We got a really good one here for you today. I'm going to be annoying again. Apple podcast users, if you aren't driving right now, please pause this episode and leave me a little review. I know, I know I'm being annoying, yeah, whatever, but uh, it really helps the show grow and I really would appreciate it. So help your boy out, leave me a little review and I'll stop harassing you. I probably won't stop harassing you, but <laughs> thanks guys. Yes, today we are going to be talking about student loans. This is going to be a two-parter. So today I'm going to keep it nice and high level in general with respect to some of my thoughts and some research uh, on student loans and the general strategy of how you can set yourself up to pay them off as best as you can for your situation. Next week, I will be getting a lot more specific, talking about nitty gritty details, different sort of avenues that you can go down. But again, today it's quite general. So let's just dive on into it, baby. Ah, student loans, the most evil of the evil, apparently, the cocktail topic that everybody loves to just rail on. This is the stuff that you may not have addressed yet in your life, the stuff that causes you stress if you have thought about it, but you haven't really created a plan or, you know, put some action forward or, you know, the pain in your side if you're currently paying it down. When it comes to these loans, everyone seems to have an opinion and that's totally okay. But not all loans are evil and student loans aren't evil inherently, like some people would have you out to believe. Let me break it down for y'all, at least how I see it. First of all, to ground us in this discussion, let's quickly break down how it works in Canada, at least. I know I have some American listeners now, which is awesome, but we're just going to quickly go over the Canadian system. So the federal government has two programs which can help you fund your education. You can apply for your school loans from the Canadian Student Loan Program, CSLP, or grants from the Canadian Student Grants Program. Now, you probably have never heard of those things in your life, and that doesn't really matter because how you get access to this program is through your selected province. So in Ontario, it's called the Ontario Student Assistance Program. As again, a lot of my listeners are Canadian and they are Ontario. So we're going to kind of go over that. OSAP offers funding through number one grants, money you actually don't have to pay back. And number two, a student loan, which is money you're going to need to pay back once you've done school. When you apply for OSAP, they automatically consider you for both grants and loans, as you're probably aware. If you don't want to take a loan, you can actually decline it after your application is approved and just take the free money. With respect to your loan, there will be a provincial and federal portion to it. Now, here in Ontario, there was a lot of noise around the Ontario government waiving the interest period. However, the thing with your loan, as I just said, is there's a federal and provincial portion. How it stands today is that there actually still is a six month grace period from when you graduate, but the provincial portion of your loan will accrue interest, not your federal. So your next question might be, how much of my loan is federal and how much of my loan is provincial? There isn't really concrete numbers as to what the portions are. It really depends case by case, but I think you're safe to say it's roughly 50% federal, 50% provincial. So half of your loan will accrue interest during the six month grace period. Now, this isn't new news if you were at least somewhat involved with the application process and your parents you know, didn't do the whole thing for you. What is new, and you've probably heard, is that OSAP and likely other forms of provincial student loans 
from March 30th to September 30th, 2020, due to this situation that everybody knows what I'm referring to, you don't need to make payments on your OSAP loan and you won't be charged any interest. So provincial portion, federal portion, doesn't matter. There's no interest that's gonna be accrued on those loans. The principal and interest on your loan will stay the same until the beginning of October, unless you want to make payments before then, in which case you need to manually request that through the National Student Loan Service Center, which we'll talk about later on in this episode. Now, this period that the government introduced at the federal and provincial level is called a moratorium period. After September 30th, 2020, it's back to normal. Interest charges will resume and you'll be required to start making loan payments. Now, what's the difference between the grace period and this moratorium period? Like, Nate, I just graduated. Didn't you just graduate? Like, like what? how does that, how are they different? Well, first, the moratorium period is completely interest-free. Borrowers won't be charged any interest on either their provincial or federal portion of their OSAP loans until September 30th. The grace period, on the other hand, is only partially interest-free as we just talked about, right? The provincial portion is accruing interest during that six months after you graduate, while that federal portion is not. Now, the second difference between the moratorium period and the grace period is that with the moratorium period, it applies to all OSAP borrowers, people who were in school years and years ago who were paying down their student loans, people who are just graduating, everyone, right? It applies to everyone from March 30th to September 30th, while the grace period begins and ends depending on when the borrower completes their studies. So if you're graduating this year, you still technically get a six-month OSAP grace period but what's kind of crummy is that in most cases, it's gonna overlap with the moratorium period. Now you can kind of think of it as a sort of boosted grace period and how this plays out exactly depends on when you complete your studies. But unfortunately, you don't get a six month grace period after this six month moratorium period. So you're not gonna get a full year of non accruing interest awesomeness. Five of the six months are going to overlap with this loan. And if you just graduated in April, you're gonna have to start paying it back in November. Now, there might be changes to this. I would not be surprised if something came up and government gave us a few more months, just depending on how things go. So keep an eye on that, right? There might be some changes, but as of right now, you're still gonna have six months, but for five of the six months, the provincial portion of your loan isn't going to accrue interest. And on that last month, October, I believe, it would accrue interest. Now to kind of go over the moratorium period for people who maybe are just paying back their student loans and they're out of school during this period, payments will not be withdrawn from your account. If you're on pre-authorized debit, if you make payments through online banking and check, you're not required to send in payments during the period. You can still make payments if you want to repay the loan faster. And the payments that you put towards the loan will actually go entirely towards the loan's principal which is the actual money that you borrow. Now, this is cash money if you're in a position to do it. And we're going to chat about why that is next week. So that's student assistant programs in Ontario and Canada, generally how it works here. And, and you know what? I'll be honest, it's not too bad at all. It's a pretty good system. I'll be honest, I don't think I would have been able to go to school without it. So I'm a fan. Now, getting into my personal opinion of more so debt, like many things in life, 
I don't think that there's black and white definitions on debt. I really don't like when one side demonizes the other. However, everyone is entitled to their opinion and what's best for them, their personality, how they want to pay back, etc. The thing with student loans, though, is they're not the problem that everybody talks about. They're just a symptom. You wouldn't need to borrow so much money if school didn't cost so much. The issue isn't with the debt, it's with the cost of higher education and whether it's justified. Now, I am not in a place to break down or address the question I kind of just brought up. But what I would say is the media seems to be more focused on the symptoms than the actual problem. So in your day-to-day -day life, just try to keep that in mind. And really in life, what I try to do, you know, you can try this for yourself too, is understand what the root cause of the problem is because addressing symptoms without addressing the actual problem is not gonna get you far. The reason I really don't like people pretty much shaming student debt is that it makes people feel bad that they have it and there is absolutely no reason to feel bad i am so thankful for programs like osep like i said because otherwise i don't know if i would have been able to get the education i desired whenever i hear quote unquote you should wait until you can pay for your tuition in full before you go to school you know i think that's kind of tone deaf especially considering some graduate programs that can cost upwards of six figures in some cases that argument really doesn't have any regard for the opportunity cost of time as well yes debt is going to cost you but you're paying to accelerate yourself and with wise planning and diligence you'll be able to effectively pay off your student loans while your desired career and education will be here to stay there is a solid argument to be made for both sides though so i don't think i'm on one side or the other every situation is different but one thing is for absolute certain do not ever 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 feel shame for having student loans it's completely okay if it was conducive to your specific situation now there's a whole rabbit hole we could continue to go down you know with students maybe not picking the right degrees and school not being all that valuable to them in their opinion and again philosophical debate holistic value of higher education. Let's just let's just park that. Let's just sideline that thing for now. This is a topic that I'm sure I'll probably bring up and chat with somebody about and we'll go in depth and it'll be a really fun discussion, but let's just try to stay on topic right now. The point of this whole segment really is to hammer home this. There's no perfect way to do things in life. There's no one way to do things. The best way is to put legitimate effort into the back work to figure out what your options are, weigh those options, and pick the one that's best for you in the given circumstances and develop a plan of attack to pay it down later on if you choose to get student debt. That's really it. Make a plan, do some homework, figure it out, put it forward, be thoughtful. You're going to be okay. So next thing I'm going to go over is generally how recent grads and even people who are currently paying down student loans should go about their strategy in a general sense. It doesn't matter if you've already started to pay your loans down. The next few steps may be able to help you find maybe an even better approach. So number one, what's the first thing you should do with respect to your student loans? It's your research. And I've got fantastic news for you as well. You've already started because you're listening to me right now. Clearly, something about 
this podcast or the title or the topic intrigue you. And, and so I already know that this is something that's on your mind. Whether you're still in school or not, the earlier you start doing some research on this topic, the better. Research includes a few potential things. So, you know, number one, understanding the federal and provincial loan system, which we just went over. Number two, understanding and learning about the repayment assistance programs that are in place. We're going to talk about that next week. Number three, considering refinancing the loan from a different lender if it means you could get a lower interest rate. Nate, what does refinancing mean? No problem. Essentially, this is borrowing money from a different lender that has better terms. The new lender would pay off the existing lender and you'd have a new loan with likely a better rate or you wouldn't be refinancing, which can save you a great deal of money over time depending on your situation. And number four, understanding the tax implications of student loan interest because you can actually write that down, which can be a big plus in your specific situation. Now, guys, this isn't an exhaustive list of things you should go over in your research. You should really put in some work to figure out what's best for you. Next week, we will be talking in more detail, as I've said, about more specific strategies and action plans that could work for you. Once you've sort of figured out the different paths that are in front of you, weigh those options wisely. Here is where you need to think long term, not what's best for you tomorrow, not what's best for you next week, what's going to be best for you over the next few years for your life in general. What's it going to cost you? Do you want to pay it off quicker? Do you want to pay it off slower because you think your money can be put to work through investing elsewhere, maybe earn a higher return regardless of the interest on your loan? Net net, you're making more money. Is that best for you? How much and how frequently do you want the payments to be? Guys, these are all things that you need to consider. I'm not trying to stress you out at all. Those are just some potential questions that you're probably going to want to ask yourself when you're coming up with your sort of plan. Think critically about those scenarios and what they look like for you. And guys, don't be afraid to consult with loved ones and bounce. Hey, what do you think of this? This is this option. Or maybe I could just do it through the government, through the reassistance program. Or, you know, CIBC has this new program, etc. Right. Because you've done your back work. Talk to people, bounce it off people. Make sure you're talking to people that know what they're talking about as well. Don't talk to somebody who doesn't know anything about student loans and see what they say. Right. Talk to somebody who, you know, that would probably have a good opinion on it. Guys, talk to me. Like, I'm always here for you. I 100% at the New Money Podcast on Instagram, New Money Podcast, IG. My name's Nate Kennedy. I hope you know that. Hit me up anytime on social media. Anytime, guys, you want to talk about student loans, what plan, this whole thing's crazy. 100% literally just would love to help you guys out if you're confused and all of this is overwhelming. So, yes, consult other people. Consult me if you want. I'd love to help you and figure out what options are going to be best for you in the long term. Now, once your options are solidified and you really have done your homework, pull that trigger with confidence that the option you are selecting is the best one for you. You can't worry if you're making the right decision or not. It's like life, man. Like I always say, this, this shit always comes back to it's like life, right? You can't worry if you're making the right decision or not. If you've done the research, if you've consulted with others, if you know what you're doing, then congrats. You're good. You've put in the work. You've narrowed down the options. You're rolling with the most cost-effective, conducive thing for you, your life, your family, whatever. You can be proud of that. Now, your repayment might be a long time away given what we've just talked about. It might be really far away if you're still in school, a couple months away if you've just graduated, or a couple months away if you're currently paying it, but it was paused because of the moratorium period we just chatted about. However, the sooner you come up with your strategies and do the legwork, the better suited 
and less anxious you're going to feel about everything. Student loans, like everything in life, are only really scary if you avoid researching them. They are only a little bit scary if you do research them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yes, information and a little bit of research go a hell of a long way for easing your life. So like every damn episode, I say, start now. So, my friends, that's all I have for you today. Again, next week, we're going to be going into greater depth on some specific strategies and tidbits of information, more in-depth stuff that seriously is going to help you come up with a fantastic plan for yourself. But let's recap today. Number one, debt is not black and white. It really depends on your situation. Debt itself is not inherently good or bad. It's how you use it that's good or bad. It's a tool at the end of the day. Tools can fix shit or they can break shit. It's up to you, so you gotta figure that out. Number two, research the hell out of student loans. Research the hell out of them and figure out what your options look like and what look good to you. Look at different banks, institutions, government repayment programs, all that stuff. Do an info dive to get yourself grounded in what avenues you have in front of you. Number three, weigh the options, consult with others, read forums, do what you can. Strategize and think critically about the long-term prospects of each of the options that you've narrowed down. Try not to get bogged down. I understand it can be pretty stressful, but guys, take your time. Take your time, right? We just talked about how you have months. Start now. Start researching a little bit, and then you'll have months to think about it to make a decision as to how you want to attack it. Guys, don't loaf, you know? Take your time, though. Take your time. And number four, once you've picked a good strategy, roll with the option that's best for you. It might be a little bit scary, but oftentimes with stuff like this, you'll be able to pivot along the way to some degree. Again, as long as you're making an informed decision with a plan in place to take your student debt down, that's all that really matters. Guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Really quick, I just wanted to say that the podcast is over 1,000 downloads, and yo, I could not be more grateful. Um, I'm thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. I'm actually doing a $100 giveaway to celebrate on Instagram. So if you're listening to this on May 3rd or the morning of May 4th, hop on at the new money podcast to enter. Thank you so, so much for everything you guys do with no listeners. There's no podcast. You guys are the absolute best. But yes, that was student loans. Part one. My name is Nathan Kennedy and I'm out this mother. Peace.